Hi guys. Welcome to Anchor Point Church. I am Hannah. I'm Lily. And, and happy, happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. We're um, so grateful for all you caring, loving, cozy mothers. And we're going to have a great time celebrating you today. Yes. So we hope you enjoy the message. And if you're joining us for the first time, great. <laughs> we're so excited that you're here with us today. Thank you for giving, if you have been giving. And if you're interested and just didn't know how, you can e-transfer money uh, to giving at apalliston.com. We would appreciate it. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your, the day and uh, the sermon. And we love you guys and hope that you have a great time. Bye! Bye! This morning's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30 in the Message Translation. Let's hear God's word. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. This is the word of the Lord. It is absolutely true and given to us in love. Hey, good morning. Hope you're doing well today. My name's Tom, if I've not met you before, and I'm really glad that you're here with us, whether you're listening on the podcast or you're tuning in on YouTube, welcome. Uh, happy Mother's Day to all you moms out there. I wanna give a special shout out to the moms who are a part of our Anchor Point community. Man, you guys reflect Jesus way more than you realize, and it is an, it is an honor and, and a privilege and super encouraging to um, have you as a part of our Anchor Point family. To see the ways that you reflect Jesus so uniquely is, is, is incredible for us to witness as your brothers and sisters in the Lord. And so I pray today that you are getting your socks blessed off and you are really enjoying um, just reflecting on, on being a mom. And uh, we're grateful that you're a part of our community and, and just pray rest and joy over you today. And so what are we going to do today, guys? We are going to start off our series um, called Looking to Jesus with a palate cleanser. And uh, just to prep our hearts and minds for the main course of uh, the, the study through the, the letter to the Hebrews. You like that? Hey. Um, but uh, it's going to be simple. There's going to be less content than normal. And what it's going to be is I'm going to share just a metaphor that came to mind in reflecting um, the last couple of weeks. And then we're gonna hopefully tie that into Jesus's invitation that we read from Matthew chapter 11. And then I've got some questions I wanna walk us through to reflect on um, and discuss with our community. So we know community groups aren't meeting right now, but I'm, I'm hoping you take the initiative to reach out to someone on text or Zoom or FaceTime or whatever to kind of reflect together on what you, you sense God was speaking to you um, as you reflect on those questions. And then um, I've got a challenge for us to uh, take into the, the week ahead and hopefully on into the future um, as we explore this whole idea of looking to Jesus. And so um, I, had, I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up in Virginia near the, near the, near the um, Atlantic Ocean. And I had the privilege of growing up, being able to go to the ocean for vacation. And that is 
incredible. Um, and I think for, I mean, a lot of you guys, most of you guys have been to the ocean and maybe you have a similar um, response or reaction to the ocean than I have. I find it incredibly uh, humbling to go to the ocean. You know, as you, you get there and you gaze out on just the vast amount of sand and the seemingly endless amount of water that's there as you look out to the horizon, it's, it's really, it puts you in your place, you know, like you may come there kind of with a, with a big head or kind of too big for your britches. And it feels like either that or, or getting tossed by a few waves, getting rocked kind of puts you in your place again. It's a humbling thing. And it's also just so beautiful. Like it is it just all, everything about it. I mean, whatever, there's mountain people I know, and I know some people don't like the ocean and I pray for you. And that's what the main crux of this message is, but I'm just kidding. But the, the ocean is, is a, is an incredible display of God's power and his nature. Um, and so growing up there, you know, the waves are dangerous and you have to be thinking about that as a parent. I remember, you know, taking our kids there and like, man, how did my parents ever let me out in the ocean? It's terrifying. Um, but I remember my mom uh, pulling me aside when I was about old enough to go swim into the, swim by myself in the ocean. And she said, hey, Cub, that's what they called me. That was my nickname. We're, we're really glad and excited for you to be able to go in the ocean. But there is something we want you to do. Um, just to keep you safe. And we want you to pick a landmark. So either, whether that's our umbrella or a beach chair, or you just keep your eyes on, on me or your dad, just because what's gonna happen is you're gonna be playing in the water, you're gonna be swimming, you're gonna be going in and out, diving in and out, you're gonna be in the waves and out of the waves. And you might just kind of lose where you are. You might kind of lose your reference point and eventually slip off and be you know, way down the beach and then you'll be scared, and you won't be able to find us. So as you're kind of coming in and out of the waves, as you're jumping up and down, just keep an eye out for that landmark and then that will kind of keep you um, kind of centered and know where you're at. And that's, I mean, that's great wisdom and parenting right there. And we've done the same thing with our, our kids. Um, and, and that's great parenting for another reason, because as a kid, you're swimming in the ocean. There's all kinds of stuff going on around you that you're completely unaware of. And even as an adult, often you don't even really know that there's these things called the undertow or the rip current or the riptide that are happening. And so, the riptide, I'm just gonna read you guys a definition of what a rip current is or riptide. This is this kind of um, will explain the necessity for a landmark. A rip current, often called a rip, is a specific kind of water current that can occur near beaches with breaking waves. A rip is a strong localized and narrow current of water which moves directly away from the shore. Cutting through the lines of breaking waves like a river running out to sea, a rip current is strongest and fastest nearest the surface of the water. And so picture like some waves breaking on the shore, nice waves breaking. And then in the middle, there's, there's not so many waves breaking and it looks pretty calm. And so that water's coming in and coming back out again in the form of a rip tide or a rip current. So it's like this, even you see my hands, those of you listening on the podcast, you'll have to just imagine what that looks like. But um, so, it's interesting because you often would go to that spot as a kid because it looked calmer than the waves if you were maybe a bit freaked out by the waves and all of a sudden it would just kind of pull you out and it, it, it's like you don't even know what's happening you can't even really feel it and then all of a sudden you're way out in the water and you're screaming for your parents and I remember that happening to me a few times and um one scientist from the University of New South Wales I was watching a video of him and please excuse my um I'm hoping, hope, hoping I'm explaining this well but this is his quote as he's talking about, um, he's being interviewed because there's, 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 an, um, there's a significant amount of deaths that occur 
from drowning due, due to rip currents and rip tides. So this is in, in Sydney, he's talking about this. So people go for a swim and might not know what rip currents are. They get in deep water and lose their footing. And if they're in the rip, it's like a river that's taking you, taking you away. Listen to this. You don't feel anything and you just go with the flow. But when you look back at the beach, it's suddenly miles away. A lot of people aren't good at spotting rips. And I've had that experience, you know, growing up, maybe you have too, where you're, you're having fun, you're swimming around and you don't even feel it. You know, your footing starts to, to lose its grip and then you just start to float. And all of a sudden, you know, you're, you kind of start to panic. You're swimming, you're swimming hard and you're, you, you become more, more and more tired. You kind of try to find your landmark and it's way down there and you're way out there and panic sets in and you start to just try to, 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 to make it back to the shore as soon as you can. But there's this rip current that's pulling you further and further and further away. And um, yeah, it's happened to me a few times. And I remember most embarrassingly being like 30 and being out with my little brother and that happening. And anyways, so it, it, it can happen without us even knowing. And that, that's such a, an interesting, you know, as I was listening to the, the, the scientist quote, it just, it, it felt like, yeah, that's exactly the point. He says, you don't feel anything because you're just going with the flow. And you look back and you're suddenly miles away. And so I was thinking about that. And I don't know if that resonates with you. I think that the, the, it's very easy for us to lose our landmark and just to go with the flow of things, whether that's culturally or societally, or even within the church, we just kind of go with the flow. We're not really paying attention anymore. We're not, we don't really have a landmark. And then all of a sudden we've drifted way off course from where God has called us to be or where your mom is, or your, the beach umbrella is, you're way down the shore. And then what can happen is we're, we're, we're just treading water, trying to stay afloat and what we didn't even realize was happening. And this can lead to all kinds of exhaustion and burnout and weariness. And I'm wondering for some of us, if this is the case, you know, I think in talking to a lot of you guys over the last year and a bit, it feels like the common refrain is some tired type of I'm tired, I'm exhausted, I'm weary. And that makes sense. Like we've had a a ringer of a year in a bit in, in all kinds of shapes and forms. But it, I want us to just think through that. If we are feeling tired, if we are feeling exhausted, have we lost our landmark? Have we started to drift out to sea in this rip current of whatever might be pulling us out that we don't even know is there, that we're just kind of with, going with the flow, you know, and then all of a sudden we're, we're exhausted because we're trying to swim back to something that we know is better. There's something better for us. So there's a way that we want to live and we've gotten way off course or way down the shore. And so this is where Jesus's invitation is so poignant for us. So let's listen. This is Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Listen to his beautiful words. Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Look to me. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 to 30 from the message. What questions? Are you tired? Are you burned out or are you burned out on religion? And I think 
we, we, we would, we would probably, a lot of us would say yes, but I wonder what, what we would go to, what we would turn to, what we would look to, to be the answer to our exhaustion or our burnout. Would it be, um, I, I don't know. I don't want to fill in the blank. I wonder what it would be. But Jesus is saying, hey, listen, I, I acknowledge your, your weariness. I acknowledge your sense of, of overwhelming tiredness. But, but if that's the case, if that's you, come to me. Come here. Come to me. Don't go to those other things that promise rest that won't actually deliver. Come to me. You see, I love that Jesus isn't surprised by our tiredness or our weariness or our being burnt out on religion. He offers us just a clear way of rest. Come to me. Come out of the rip current, come out of the riptide, and come back to me. He offers us himself. Let me be your landmark. And so Jesus is calling us to himself, not only just to, to be in his presence, but to learn from him how to live life. Remember, Jesus is the perfect example of God and the perfect example of a human being fully alive in God's kingdom as the God-man. And so we, as we come to Jesus in our state of exhaustion and weariness, as we learn to live with him, as we learn to, to be with him, we're going to learn how to, to become like him and we're going to learn to do what Jesus did. Because the easy thing for us to do is, is we, can, we can turn to Jesus in the most dire of circumstances. And we can, we can do things like, well, what would Jesus do in this horrible situation? But what he's wanting us, or not horrible, just a more strenuous or stressful or um, morally confusing situation. But Jesus' invitation is actually come to me for your entire life. I want to teach you how to do everything and how to be a mom, how to be a dad, how to be a mechanic, how to do your taxes and report everything accurately and honestly, how to talk to your neighbors, how to live out your sexuality, all those things Jesus wants to show you how to do. Because he's calling us to be his image bearers. And, and what we're going to do as we engage with Jesus's invitation, as we acknowledge our own tiredness and come to Jesus, there's this whole secret of the easy yoke that Dallas Willard, that's how he paraphrases this, talks about. And this is what he means. He says, the secret of the easy yoke then is to learn from Jesus how to live our total lives. And that's good news because I think we can come compartmentalized and disintegrated to Jesus. Jesus, teach me how to live my church life, and I'm going to look to culture and society to figure out how I'm going to engage with, you know, social issues and how to be, how to run a business and how to be a neighbor and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, teach me how to do cool stuff at church. And, but it's like, no, I want you to come completely, totally holy. I want, I want to teach you how to live out your sexuality and how to live out your, um, your spiritual formation or your um, spiritual disciplines or how you read your Bible or how you serve at church. All those things he wants them to be integrated and not disintegrated. Come, learn from Christ how to live your total life, how to invest all your time and energies of mind as bo and body as Jesus did. We must learn to follow his preparations, the disciplines for life and God's rule that enabled him to receive his father's constant and effective support while doing his will. Jesus is, is calling us as tired and weary people to come to him. He's, he's, he's saying, hey, listen, let me be your landmark. As, as you live and swim in the current of the world, of the culture around you, let me be, let me be your landmark because I've, I've not called you out. I don't want to pull you out of the world. I want to be with you in the world as you navigate this. I want you to be a light and a representation, an image bearer of me to the people around you. 
And so I want us to think through that. I want us to think through Jesus's questions. And I'm gonna just walk us through a few questions to ponder this week. Are you tired? Are you burned out on religion? Are you worn out? It's, it's really important for us to be able to, to know where we're at as we engage with Jesus as apprentices. Where are you actually at? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? Take some time this week and reflect on that. Be honest with yourself and with God and with the people around you. So if that's you, which I would hazard a guess is most of us in some capacity, here's the next question. Who or what are you going to to restore you? Who or what are you going to to restore you right now? And then as we live our lives in the seas of the world, or anyways, that's a bad, but you know what I mean? As we're swimming through life, living life in the midst of um, all kinds of currents that are happening, rip currents that we can see and can't see that we could very easily just float along with, who or what are you looking to as your landmark? Who or what are you looking to as your landmark? And guys, be honest. Don't, don't, don't give the padded answer. Give, give your honest answer and let Jesus meet you there. So those are the questions I want us to ponder and reflect on this week. And here's my challenge for, for us. I think um, I mean this. I want this to come across with as much grace as possible. I want us to, um, to take some time this week to self-evaluate. Do, do like an audit on what you're actually looking at during your week. So we're, we're heading into a series called Looking to Jesus, and, and it seems appropriate and a good challenge to think through what am I looking at? What am I putting before my actual eyes throughout my week? How much time are you spending on your phone? How much time are you spending watching Netflix or just looking through Netflix trying to find something to, to watch? What are you placing before your eyes? So take some time this week and I want to challenge you to, to just do an audit. Just, you know, I know iPhones, I don't know, maybe Androids have the same thing where they give you the report of your screen time each week. And you can actually look through and break down, oh man, I'm spending X amount of time on Instagram or X amount of time on Twitter or TikTok or whatever other things there are, Facebook. And just let that just sink in. Okay, man, I'm spending a lot of time looking at stuff that, that isn't, you know, maybe necessarily the best thing to be looking at. Look through your recently watched stuff on Netflix and just just bring those things before God, you know? What are you looking at? What are you placing before your eyes? And then I want you to do two things. I want you to think through that whole Jesus's invitation to, to come to, to himself as you're tired and weary. And then also this, this extra part of his, of, of his ongoing explanation of that invitation that he wants to show you how to take a real rest. He wants you to walk with him and work with him and to watch how he does it. To actually look to Jesus to see how he does that. And that, that of course, is, is, is where things like the spiritual disciplines, where things like reading our Bibles, spending time in prayer, um, are so key. And so I want you to spend some time counting the cost of not doing that where has that gotten you so far? 
And I want you to count the cost of actually making space to do that. So this challenge is, is three pronged. First, I want you to do an audit of your screen time, what you're actually putting before your eyes. Secondly, I want you to count the cost of not making time to look to Jesus in scripture reading and prayer and other spiritual disciplines. And then thirdly, I want you to count the cost of actually doing that. Well, what do I need to rearrange in my life so that I can actually make time to look to Jesus? Okay. Guys, I'm really hopeful and looking forward to the future with great anticipation for what God has for us as a community. I think sometimes we can overcomplicate things. I know I can, and I really sense God simplifying um, just kind of his, his, what we're even doing as a community and what he's calling us to. And so one of the things he's calling us to is to come to himself and to look to him. And so let me read, close with reading this scripture from Isaiah chapter 40. And then I hope the rest of your day is enjoyable as you reflect on these things, as you hopefully engage with this challenge that we're going to kind of carry on this format the rest of our time um, as we look through the, the letter to the Hebrews. So let me read this and then that will be it for our sermon today. Isaiah 40. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youth shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Jesus, thank you for your invitation to come to you. Lord, I ask for those of us who feel especially exhausted and weary and tired and burned out, may we hear your voice over the waves and over the wind. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the one who calms the storm. And so may we look to you in ever-increasing ways. Thank you, Jesus, for never leaving us or forsaking us. May we wait for you. May we learn to look to you in ever-increasing ways. We love you, Jesus, and we pray this all in your name. Amen. Bless you guys. Enjoy your day.